about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. When you hear that sound, it's worst gig ever. Hey guys, I'm Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. This week we have the fantastic Kid Millions. Kid Millions, who you may know as the drummer of Oneida House. Oneida House. I, I literally said Oneida House because I was about to say the powerhouse that is Oneida. Yes, that is what we know him as. And he also has another project called Man Forever. Yep. And he's also got some stories. Oh, my God. If if you are interested in what was going on in New York, what is going on in New York, if you're interested in just a touring band, I this mean, is it. Oneida is we're, are, were contemporaries of both Oxford Collapse and Panthers, yes. and they're still doing their thing as my dog is digging into the couch. Hey, maybe relax over there. Baptiste, hey, he's excited for the episode. I, like, hey, no, we're all we, champing we, at we, the bit. We, yeah, we're chomping at the yeah, bit. Yeah, champing at the bit. So Kid has like uh, this epic tale of a real, real worse gig. Which really covers a lot of aspects of yeah. what is a worse gig. They're all in there. Exactly. And then we talk a lot about just kind of uh, the evolution of the band and the different the mindsets that he's gone through at different times. Yep. Really the uh, insightful. The of the Brooklyn guard, uh, yeah. the Brooklyn scene of becoming something yeah. Yeah. in certain people's eyes. The different aspects of worst that don't even have to do with music. Exactly. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I loved this episode. And you know what else you're going to enjoy? What? Previous episodes of the Worst Gig Ever podcast available at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher Radio. So many options. Yeah, you can email us, worstgigever at gmail.com. If you've got any ideas for guests, if you've got any worst gig stories of your own, you can tweet at us, at worstgigever, at Mikey Pace, at G Garlock. we got so many ways to connect with us. We do. Us. And speaking of G Garlock, Jeff. What yeah. did you listen to on your way over to the studio today with your tweaked audio headphones? Oh, with my tweaked audio headphones, I was listening to Loss. Loss. It's a funeral doom band from Tennessee, I believe. And how did they sound out of your tweaked audio it headphones? Sounded great. The the bass register was right there. The volume was fantastic. They got some good uh, definition, those and tweaked I, audio I, headphones. I bring up tweaked audio headphones because our sponsor for this episode is tweaked audio headphones. Oh, look how this worked out. And if you go to tweakedaudio.com and you enter the promo code WORST, you'll get one-third off the price of a pair of tweaked audio headphones. A they third. sound great. One-third off the price. Limited, uh, not limited, lifetime warranty. A lifetime warranty. I, I mean, that deal sounds fantastic. Does it get better than that? It does not get better than that. Well, you know what, you know what gets better than that? This episode of Worst Gig Ever with Kid Millions. Check it out. I've done this story before, or rather I wrote about it uh -huh. recently. And it's just so, it was so bad that I felt, I felt like I, it was a good place to start. Have you guys, did you guys ever play at the Brookdale Lodge? Do you know this place? Where it's was in that? Santa Cruz. 
It's an old hotel. No, no but I, uh, my wife is from Santa Cruz. Okay. And did you perform this story? I like talked a, a little bit about it. I think it. I yeah. watch as a clip of it on YouTube. Oh, there is? Of you, of <laughs> okay. you doing a version of the story. No. But if you, if you want to elaborate on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, I can also jump to another if you want exclusively <laughs> shitty stories. Crack, crack but whatever. I mean, it's just so amazing. Well, for our listeners who maybe haven't heard. Well, yeah, yeah story, I mean, let's, let's I'm hear. sure they haven't. But any, anyway, <laughs> so... Okay, so what the way that I, I, I mean, you could guess, you could try to guess like when this happened in our career. Uh-huh. We've been a band for now 17 years. Wow. So uh, maybe close to 18. Anyway, anyway, so we've, we've, we've done a lot of, of shows uh-huh. and, um, and this one just kind of st- stood out. And, and I always, you know, I, I would just, ask you to imagine when this when this happened Mm -hmm. so um we played at the brookdale lodge um we had this gig we got this gig set up um by a friend of a friend yeah already bad start (laughs) right don't trust anyone right well let's see that's yeah meaning yeah yeah i mean i don't know though i mean yeah well meaning yeah sure yeah but like somebody with like Who'd never set up a show before in their lives. Why not start with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were looking, we had a day off on a tour, West Coast tour. And we were like, we've heard of this place. P- people have been playing this place, Brookdale Lodge. Mm-hmm. And, and it had, I don't know, it had like a reputation. It's a really cool place. You should check it out. Yeah. This guy had a friend, and apparently she, or this guy, meaning Shaheen from Oneida, uh-huh. uh, had a friend, and um, she uh, was had something to do with the like marijuana harvesting <laughs> fucking trade or something, uh-huh. and and but she was a friend of his good friend, and she would happily set up a show for us, right. Um, on this day off. So we said, yeah, let's uh, fuck it. Let's do it. You know? So it's the info started trickling in about the show. Like be like, okay, well there's, you know, there, it looks like there's a, a lot of bands on this bill. It's kind of weird. It's a Thursday. It's Thursday Prime night. Slot, yeah. So, okay. All right. Cool. Like, so fine, you know, and, and then he, Shaheen would be like, you know, there's nobody, she really doesn't have much much experience, so no expectations on this show. <laughs> so all right, Always fine. Always a good way to go in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So, so uh, I had a good friend, or I still have a good friend who lives in Santa Cruz. He's uh, he used to work at the Brookdale Lodge as a as a uh, waiter, because it turns out this place was it had its heyday in like maybe the 30s or <laughs> through the 50s maybe yeah. because well, it was a speakeasy more or less yeah. right because it was it was a beautiful old hotel built in the middle of the redwood forests Ooh. right and it had the dining room <laughs> was built around a river like the river flowed through the dining hall really and there were 
redwoods growing through the <laughs> fucking dining hall like and there was the, the the i mean you there was old photos of this you know right. with the canopy of of trees and it was like this is where you you ate and that is so you're weird. in the terrarium yeah you're like yeah yeah and there God. it's terraced it's beautiful <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. old photos and stuff but but so we finally okay we roll up we're you know whatever we're tired and it's it turns out that the woman initially it looked like she'd booked eight bands on the bill <laughs> classic cbgb's lineup right. <laughs> yeah so all right fine i mean that sucks yeah. that's like the worst <laughs> nightmare and you're already i like how you said you rolled up and we're tired yeah, like, yeah. The sheer, yeah this is like you just get there and you're tired oh, yeah, yeah. We, we were tired when, as soon as we saw this woman yeah and she um she bounded out of the of the hotel and it's yeah i, I want to paint a good picture it's like a it's like a classic uh, opulent right. hotel. This is amazing because you know, a place that had its heyday. Yeah, I go but to Santa, still I go to Santa Cruz. You know, maybe once a year, every year and a half. And I've never heard. Of, I'm it's up on the hills. It's it's out. in the it's in the forest. It's like half an hour away okay. from right. the city. Okay. Yeah. It's like the Poconos. I just went to the Poconos, <laughs> and that's how it felt. Most of the Poconos, like the place yeah. we stayed, it yeah. felt like we were walking to a Stephen King novel for sure. Yeah. Like because it was just like the music was still in the fifties, and like nothing had changed. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the same deal. Yeah. It's because they used to have like. Some of the uh, ways they would get people in would be like ghost tour of sure. the oh, Brookdale yeah. Lodge. Get even more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I want to go there to not play stuff. a show. So you guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys show up. There are eight bands on the bill. What time do you guys get? So this is not this is not an all day thing. This is happening. No, this. But yeah, we get yeah. there. You know, whatever for yeah. something. I don't know. For, but we thought there were eight bands. But once we arrived and we met the promoter, she informed us that she'd added three other bands. Oh, so sure. there was a total of 11 bands. Even 11. Yeah. Perfect oh. line. <laughs> so it was a fest. Yeah, it was a yes. festival it was a on a Thursday <laughs> in the middle of this stupid-ass hotel that, I mean, really had seen better days. So right. initially... I mean, yeah, it was fucked up, and, and, and I just couldn't imagine it going well, but I thought, all right, well, we walked around the grounds, and, and the re restaurant was impressive. <laughs> it was it was horrifying in there because it was, like, dank and mildewy, right. and there was all this gnarly, like, rat poison oh. in the corner. And if you walked up to the upper floors, it was, like, tiered. Right. And up on the balcony, it... The, the ceiling was caving in. There were just piles of wooden, wet, soggy ceiling and boards. I guess it would get a little and, muggy with the yeah. river and trees. But, but you can also <laughs> yeah. see how this is. It's a unique location. Sure. This is going to be a story one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. felt, I mean, it felt like, okay, you know what? Okay, this is cool. Uh -huh. yeah. This is this is a cool place. It's and, not a club. What else right. are we going yeah, 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 yeah. to be doing? Right. If we're not playing the show. Right. Yeah. 11 bands. Yeah. Right, right. Well, <laughs> Look on the bread. Like, I don't know, fucking sitting and watching TV <laughs> yeah. or something. If you're, like, you're in beautiful awesome. Santa Cruz. Yeah. You could be looking at the ocean. You could be right. uh, um, surfing. So, yeah, right. So, okay. So we get... I think they had just changed hands. So it was like not... It was like a little disorganized. But they had gotten us rooms. The woman had gotten us two rooms. And she was really disturbing 
to me because she was so excited about the show. Uh-huh. She was so excited. I was terrified <laughs> you know because she was like oh my god i'm so thrilled you're here i can't wait you're gonna love all these bands you know I, they're all my friends oh my god they're so cool uh, you know and i'm just thinking like who why i just didn't even want to why did you book 11 <laughs> right. bands yes. it's a fucking thursday but all right thank you and she sent us to our room she got everybody we got two rooms which was cool. It was mm-hmm. a hotel, so thinking, all right. And the rooms were were trashed. <laughs> there was like a hole, like a body size, a torso size <laughs> hole in the wall as you walked in. The doors uh, to the bathroom didn't have handles. There was, you know, dirty fucking... It was filthy. Yeah. We had to get the bedspreads replaced but also right. they nobody it's it, it, it nobody cared right yeah it was just uh it was basically like it had seen better days it was really like kind of a meth right vibe. was it the type right. of place where were there actual like guests in the hotel was it operating as an actual hotel or they just gave you rooms because at one point it was a hotel no it was operating as a hotel but you know not 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 yeah yeah, not not in a really robust way right a pay by the hour type uh, advisor's not giving it a high rate (laughs) we should look it up now but i don't maybe it's cool maybe it's yeah maybe it's gotten four stars all right yeah yeah but anyway so we we settled in and um yeah my friend was starting to tell us stories like yeah, man, I used to work here and, you know, this is a drug place. It's like, you know, this is where the criminals live, like in this, yeah. in this hotel, but in this area. Mm-hmm. Right. The drug dealers, the bikers, the meth manufacturers, everybody lives in this area. So I'm like, okay. A night of fans. Yeah, Great. totally. Target market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so all right, cool. We're headlining. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Did they spring this on you that uh, once you got there? Did you know in advance? I think we knew. I think the show was set up for us, maybe, or something. Well, yeah, Yeah. because we knew this woman. Hey, you know, she covered her butt. Had big local draws. Yeah. So, so anyway, the the show was meant to start, like, of course, like, strictly at 6 p.m. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, fucking... Fuck time. It was just such a nightmare because... There was nothing going on at six. I mean, nobody was fucking there at six. And then at seven thirty eight, the band started sound checking. And, and you know why? Right? Why? I, I w- it was such a fucking outrage. The band we were touring with sound checked really? for an hour. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you!" Right? Don't you know any better? Get it like, together. I, I was so furious. Why? Why? Yeah, right. and it was just like a, a fucking room with a PA, and and you know, of course, the the the, the fucking dude running the PA had no clue. Was there a stage, or was it? On there the was floor? a stage. It was like this converted yeah. room. It was like auditorium kinda, type. Uh... No, it was a shitty room. It was a black <laughs> box shitty. It was like you were in this. A rec room of sorts turned into a... Uh... No, no, it was like a shitty rock club oh. in this place. Oh, okay, okay. In this place. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, so 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 so. anyway, that that was going on. So the, 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 the show didn't start until like 
I think till nine. Ugh, living nightmare yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, so we were just sitting in the room, just being like drinking beers and just thinking like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I was a low, low point for me because I just thought, you know, I'm whatever is it. 3,000, 3,200 miles from home. Right. Why the fuck am I here? You're as far as you possibly can be. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why yeah. did I choose to do yeah. this? I, there's... Those off-day shows will do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even, no, even if they're like semi-good, like it's more often than not, you do have... Yeah. The, those are the days where you're like... I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. What am yeah. I doing out here? It's only band three of 11 up right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So, so you're having these thoughts, which we've all had yeah. before, sure. in the, you know, while you're just hanging around. Yeah, totally. So, so, so I'm, and we, I mean, I, I didn't even want to go to the fucking venue. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I did eventually. I mean, so first band starts at nine and somebody in the group was like, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a curfew here. <laughs> we should find out if there's a curfew. All right. So, so we, uh, so somebody runs over and she talks to this the promoter. And at this time, I mean, I hate to even give her that, you know, <laughs> right. that term, the title. that yeah. title. She, the person who thought they knew what a show yeah. was. She at that at this point, like, so she went through so many phases of of personality persona i think she was mentally ill like a <laughs> manic kind of in a manic phase right and so she would go through you know she's so thrilled oh my god i'm so psyched and then we'd be like what when are we supposed to be oh finished you know and she was like oh yeah they need us to be done by one one a.m <laughs> and 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 i mean it's gonna be fine it's no problem and we were like, it's a problem because <laughs> because we're not. I mean, how are you going to fit everyone on? We got to have the sets be, you know, fifteen minutes, right. and it has to be. I mean, that that's if if Oneida would play a, like a twenty minute set. Sure. Say yeah. if you just do the fucking math, right? <laughs> with all this shit. Right. So uh, we were like, talk to the to the hotel, talk to the bands. But she had already gotten super drunk and she started crying. <laughs> <laughs> she started sobbing and was uh, like, I can't. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I, I, I really wanted to do an awesome show. And l let me just add, there are no fucking people. I was there. just going to ask. Yeah. So they're, they're, the bands are just playing There's for zero, the, the other bands. Zero zero fucking people wow well okay let me see there were there was a couple who had driven say eight hours to see oneida right and it was of course the the boyfriend and, right and his his, his <laughs> no, girlfriend. she wanted to come <laughs> <laughs> they had they were there and he was psyched he right. was really looking forward to it and uh, and i think uh they had sold, there was 10 tickets sold. So it wasn't zero people. It was right. 10 people. But you also have to think, like, out of 11 bands, that's going to be an extra, you know, what, at least 30 people? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I think, right? Yeah, so yeah. at the very least, you're playing for the other band. Right, but no, none of the bands were <laughs> standing around. There was right. no, none of that, like, Camara camaraderie, camaraderie right. vibe or anything. Right. I don't, where are you guys from? I'm from Long Island. Connecticut. Originally. Man, fucking West Coast people. Yeah, man. I'm serious. 
and all do all respect to my good friends in the West Coast, but <laughs> I it was just like a bunch of cooler than thou Bay Area fucking whack ass <laughs> fake genre bands <laughs> that just could not perform couldn't write a song i mean you could level that on oneida too but <laughs> but yeah like just really atrocious bands i don't think i don't think there was a local band you know oh, really? it was really weird yeah. this woman had like gotten a bunch of her friends who lived in like the bay area to come do i don't you know i don't know why yeah so I, nobody was being like dude cool hey wow it's right. fun that you're here we, there's none of that right and oneida is kind of about that sure so enough. there wasn't a, any of that so turn okay so 1 a.m curfew <laughs> uh and the the owner we, we were like well we're gonna have to try to extend this so it's fell on us to do all the work so all of a sudden we became the promoters so we talked to, well, I should say Jane in Oneida talked to the uh, Hanoi Jane, the guitarist, uh, talked to uh, like the owner. Right. They were like, no, no, <laughs> we're, we, we're not even going to extend it for like 15 minutes. I think he like tried, oh, how about a half hour? No. All right. Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> so we came back. And I think at this point, say, let's say it's 1130. Mm -hmm. There's five bands have played. It's just the, the, the woman had given up and, and, and we were like, you know, we have to play. Right. You know, we, we must play. I mean, there's just no way that we, mm -hmm. we've come here to not play. <laughs> right. But she was worthless at this point. Yeah. She was, she'd locked herself into a, in a closet and was sobbing. And it was, it was like nobody was running the ship, yeah. man. Right. Nobody at all. So, all right. So we're like, fuck, man. Okay. So what are we going to do? And the vibe from the owners and the staff got really gnarly. It got really aggressive. Like, no, you are not fucking going to fucking play this fucking show. And it got to be like, I mean, I was, I was, I am not a violent guy. Right. I'm not a fighter. I, but I was really, my hackles were raised. I was like, I'm going to fucking fight. We're going to fucking play. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But like, you know, this is like, a, this is Bikerville. Right. You know, so it's a, Everyone's it's a, up. it's a scary <laughs> bunch of people. And some of, some cooler heads in the band were like, well, I don't want to fight, fight to play. <laughs> you know, like, like, why would I fight anybody right. to play a show? Right. Yeah. But to me, philo philosophically, there's no other reason I was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to not play. Right. Why even, why did I come to this stupid ass fucking place? <laughs> yeah. So I have to play or else I, it's going to be too right. fucked up. If there's one thing in this world you will fight for, yes. it's playing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, but we, you know, I didn't want to get into a fight with no, when no one else was going to back me up. Right. So I think it was like we were we were split on this. So we were just like, okay, well, 
the other thing we can do is we can talk to the other bands who are remaining to who are still up to play right. and i think we did what what we did do is we talked to the um the guy running sound who was just another asshole right. you know but we did he did give us like another half hour so we had till 1:30 okay so let's say we cut to like quarter of 1 there's four bands left jesus christ we got to I mean, in our priority, it's like we're just gonna play. We have to play, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's gonna, how we're gonna do this, but it's gonna have to happen. So uh, we talked to the remaining bands. People were like, "Okay, like any of the people from the West Coast, fuck them, <laughs> fuck them." You know, they were like, "Yeah, dude, we want to play a full set." You know, eventually it was only the other touring band that right. was from here. Uh-huh. And I, and I, I don't want to tell you their name because maybe it would sure give you the sense sure. of uh, you wouldn't know when it when it this you know when it would happen. But they were like, yeah, man, fuck it, yeah, we'll play two songs, no problem. We we they set up uh, on the stage and we set up in front of the stage and mm-hmm. they played two songs and then there was it was one twenty four. <laughs> AM and we played for six minutes and they cut the PA and we got zero dollars. <laughs> Did the fan stick around? The guy that driven eight hours? He had. He stuck around, yeah. but for, for six right. minutes, I mean Best six minutes of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the fucking irony of it all, of of course, is like, you know, the fucking uh, the engineer dude. Oh wow, man! Great set, bro. You should come back, bro, and Definitely. fucking play. Like, there's a biker night, and you should really fuck. It's like, and we're like, you're like, we played half of one song. I was right? like, ne- we're never coming back <laughs> yeah. here. Fuck you. This is it. This yeah. is the last time you ever see me. Yeah, and so that, and I think the, the woman who set up the show. We didn't see her. She was kind of, you know, as I said, she was sobbing and drunk mm-hmm. in that really pathetic, wasted, no control yeah, of right. emotion yeah. vibe. And um, her car was impounded for lack of payment. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, we're, we got up at the crack of dawn and we rolled out of there. Yeah, I was going to ask him. We escaped. Like, we did escape. Because the, 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 it's not such bad vibes. Then you have to like, Go back to the hotel room, yeah. just like right over and there. Stay there. there. And, and then stay just there. stay there for the rest of the night and revel in that. Oh, yeah. So what was your mindset coming, like, after that six, like, how do you feel afterwards? Right after you After play? we played, I felt like, okay, we, we survived. Right. We, we did it. We, right. we actually... Even if it was only six minutes, you played. We played, it and it was a triumph of will or something. Right. Sorry, not that. That's bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. A small victory. Yeah, small yes. victory. Small victory. But, um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It, I think that's the that's one of the hardest parts of being in a band. It's like, no matter how long you go for, there's those shows. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I got, we had to just go through some bad ones. Yeah. When you start, and that's like the thing that's hard to explain to people. It's just like, no, no 
you're always going to be playing some weird redwood forests like place you're gonna be playing a fucking well, fish restaurant in eureka you're gonna be well, playing along the lines of you're always will you tell us or tell the listener when this happened yeah well this was well you want to guess well i since i've seen the video oh, okay I actually know but have you happened. seen it no what do you think i mean recently well i don't throw a date out i mean oneida's oneida's been a band since yeah. 97 1997 2007 2010 yeah it's a bummer man i mean but that's the thing like it's the that's the it's it's so hard to explain that it's just like there's no getting around it no you're always going to get fucked over at some point with one of these shows and and this i mean that's an amazing story and it fits into that kind of it's something that we haven't had a whole lot of these on the show before where it's inept promoter is really the root cause of why (laughs) that was such an awful show i mean had it been three bands you know, sure. or whatever. Uh, there is a myriad of, of different possibilities of how it could have gone well. I mean, it's got a sure. lot of the. It's got all. It's got a lot of the elements. Yeah. Yes. But like in of a batch of a bad show in mm. all together. Yeah. Like it's like you know the venue that everyone thinks you should play at, <laughs> but that you get there and you're like everyone is out of their gourd. Right. Promoter who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. No Way audience. Way too many bands. Asshole right. staff. No audience. Yeah. Asshole staff. Yes. Stuck. That's yeah. a big one for me. Like the feeling of being stuck was a part that would mentally break me on touring. Uh, oh yeah, you know, like yeah. because that's the thing. Like you're you're at that place. Yeah. Like you're not gonna unless because you also have to if you decided we're not doing this, which I, you know you're also that's a you never do, like choice. Yeah, but like weirdly, <laughs> it never seems like the right answer, and you have to convince everyone else in your band. Oh yeah. Well, we and know get on the yeah. same vibe. Yeah. Like you know. And then, in a way, though, you're let, it would be the same choice. You're but letting then down the eight, you're hour. letting down the, the promoter, and then, oh, well, United canceled the Fuck show the on us. Yeah. So, in the, in the end, though. I saw Brooklyn Vegans yeah. talking about how you're canceling shows at Santa Cruz, <laughs> oh, fucking rock stars. Right, um, right, right. So, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> well. that's, I, that story speaks to a lot, and especially the fact that it happened in the past, you know, three years. Yeah. It yeah. speaks to a lot, too, and I'm, uh, one of the things that really interests me is the fact that because you guys started in 97, mm. because you guys came to New York before <laughs> the microscope was put on yeah. Brooklyn specifically, yeah. and now afterwards, where, yeah. you know, you, and you've been here for that, for, for, like you said, almost what, 17 years or 18? Well, yeah, I mean, I was here 96, mm-hmm. January 96. So what was the, like, maybe explain to us what it was like at that time yeah. before stuff happened here. Yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't rock. I mean, right. it, it didn't, it wasn't a cultural, uh, I don't know what, uh, element of, of the yeah. culture. It was the nadir, <laughs> yeah. especially for like guitar, but in like the late nineties was a really dry time. Yeah. If you were in like a guitar, oriented rock band yeah yeah the cool thing at the time was ilbiant and and it was like what it was the everybody was shitting themselves over these parties that would happen where people would just sit around Uh like on the floor and there was like a dj spinning like really kind of these mellow like tricky, maybe might be a, tricky, tricky, right? but Goldie? tricky, 
Uh, maybe Goldie, right? but th- these are like confused. these are like people that sold records. Yeah. This was shit that was like not that. <laughs> yeah. The underground. I love Tricky. I have to say, I mean, I love Pre Millennium Tension. Some of that record. So, uh-huh. but I mean, whatever. Uh, just uh, so that was the cool shit. That right. was what people were saying was cool. Right. So the rock bands at the time was were Girls Against Boys. Mm-hmm. Um. Jonathan Fire Eater. Um, What else? Railroad Jerk. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that was the New York bands. And, and, um, John Spencer Blues Explosion. John Spencer, but they, yeah, they were around, but they weren't, you, you, it wasn't in my, they were in a different uh, section. Yeah. And, and I worked at the knitting factory. I booked the knitting factory Uh in 96 and 97, or I, I booked it late 96 through 97 and i was there from like january booking tours for people oh, okay. right yeah so um yeah and brooklyn was not cool i mean uh, we would have a joke when oneida started where we, we would go play a show somewhere and when we'd go on tour we'd play a city and they'd be like where are you from mm-hmm. and we would say we're from brooklyn and that was funny to people. <laughs> but you, I mean, I don't think it can register now. No. Because I don't think people would, can even understand right. that that would be funny. It's people would look at you and they would pause. There'd be like a beat and they'd kind of like tilt their head and look at you quizzically like, what? Right. Why, like, why aren't you saying you're from New York City? Right. You know, and it was like this dumb joke, inside joke that we would have uh-huh. because nobody fucking, I mean, it was like you were in, uh, I don't know, suburban Jersey. Right. You know, the bands were just the worst. There was right. a band that <laughs> was at the practice space that we had uh, in the same building. They were called Niver, like N V R. <laughs> and they had a fucking Hummer, a black Hummer that was like their band vehicle. <laughs> and it had a Jolly Roger flying from it. <laughs> and they were like kind of this, like, I don't know, uh, O type O negative. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Nine inch nails oh type doomed. of thing. Yeah. And I think like they spent so much money on their fucking car and their fucking bullshit. And, <laughs> and like, I mean, I don't know. There, there's nothing, there was nothing happening in Williamsburg. Right. I mean, there, there started to be, you couldn't play like a venue. Right. right. I mean, there was the Charleston, but who would Oof. fucking play the Charleston? Yeah. <laughs> you would go in there and you walk in the door and the fucking bartender would be like, one drink minimum. Oh, yeah. You know, like it was just the worst. Charleston's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> played there a couple times. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That was what it was like. There was no b- other bands. And right. I would hear about this just because Justin from Panthers was like here before mm-hmm. the rest of us because he's a little mm-hmm. bit old. So he would be, you know. Justin's maybe my age. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so Justin would kind of, you know, regale us of the, the times like, you know, the three years before we got there. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think we both got like our, you know, Panthers showed up like right, right 
before this happens like so yeah like for sure basically well, we just like even when i was in college you know at nyu like i didn't even go into brooklyn until like probably midway through my sophomore year mm-hmm. which would have been 1998 right there was like you just didn't do it yeah there, there yeah. was no reason to i only moved because the singer of panthers and of orchid at the time jay green mm-hmm. he lived in new york mm-hmm. and i was just like all right yeah i don't know whatever yeah. he had a loft in dumbo and dumbo was yeah. nothing yeah. dumbo uh, was that, zero did band. you guys ever play the 57 lofts no just he would have like les avi fab and oxes play there and stuff yeah like yeah uh, they my flair played there and freaked him out <laughs> okay uh, but and i just moved into this loft and i was like well i guess i live in new york now I'm yeah gonna deal with this so then what anyway, what yeah. what was what was going through your head when all of a sudden now the spotlight is put on Brooklyn uh-huh. and you know whatever O two when so, your name 02, gets shoved into articles here or there and you're yeah. just like what is that this happened? Uh, I mean at the time I was like well Oneida was not included in that uh-huh. in that burst of 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 focus I mean you know I don't know at the time I was yeah I was like fuck these bands <laughs> right. who the fuck are the Strokes yeah <laughs> who I mean they're not Brooklyn but like yeah. you know I. I'm really close friends with Liars, but yeah. I went. I, and I went to see Liars when they played somebody's birthday party at this uh, uh, Winnie's. The gas station. Not. Show? Uh, no. Okay, that's I was. I remember Panthers, but whatever that weird gas station. Oh wait, Winnie's yeah. sounds very. Not familiar. Winnie's. Not Winnie's. It's in Greenpoint. Some uh-huh. f- some dive uh-huh. bar. Right. You know, like twenty people, twenty five yep. people, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm not saying I know anything. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm right. not saying that my band is is good. I'm just saying like that was how I reacted to these people that are clearly more talented and 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 exciting performers, you right. know? So I I saw Liars, I saw Yeah Yeah Yeahs at the time. I was kind of uh, quasi A and R for Jag Jaguar, secretly mm-hmm. Canadian. Like they would just be like, "What's going on?" You know. Right. So I would go to shows and I saw Yeah Yeah Yeahs and I was like, "Nah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good And they're friends. They're friends yeah. with me, mine too. Yeah. I think they're amazing. I love them. They're right. one of my favorite bands still. Yeah. But the first time I saw them, and and they were great. Like in you know, you I twist my mind around and I think, oh yeah, you know, it was cool. Yeah, but I remember I th- yeah. distinctly. Yeah, I've probably said this before uh, because it, it just speaks to the time. Panthers, I think, was supposed to play a show at Mercury mm. with Liars and Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Wow. And I canceled it for the band because Morbid Angel was playing that night. (laughs) And you wanted to go see the Globe, and I was like, "Sorry, guys!" Like, and I'm pretty sure my reaction was like, "It's the Liars and Yeah Yeah Yeahs." I don't fucking care. Like, we'll play with them again. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, Because it was when it was a different time. You never told that though. That's yeah. But I was like, I got to see Morbid Angel. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But I remember actually. I remember going to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. There was a place on the corner of Houston and, and Avenue. See, mm-hmm. it was a bar, and there was like a kind of a room, a back room where they uh, they played. I can't remember the name, name of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but Karen was also at NYU. Oh, okay, um, cool. She was a yeah. year older than me, and she wound up coming to the first Oxford Collapse show, which was at Acme Underground Whoa. in two thousand one. <laughs> Whoa, geez. and then never came again. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's like, yeah. "What's up, dude?" Acme Underground. I don't know if we ever, I, we played with the ideas at Maxwell's. We probably played with them a couple more times. Liars, we played with a lot just because yeah. we like kind of you know they're awesome dudes. Oh, and yeah. we became super friends with them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like you know, 
went on tour, like it was just them driving us, like sort of <laughs> yeah, not yeah, even yeah. Not playing. So, right. but it was a different time. It was yeah. such a like you know, and then articles started happening. Yeah, and you're just well, like, all right, I guess we're in a. Well, because clearly yeah. you guys were always kind of marching to the beat of your own drum. No, no pun intent or mm. pun intended. Right. Was there, you know, and then to bring it back to that original story, and mm. then just, you know, fast forward to 2010. Yeah. And you guys are still slugging it out. Yeah. You know. Do, was there ever a point and and um, where where you were where there was a conscious effort and maybe this has always been the case uh, mm. you know uh, mm. where we're like okay we're gonna try to go for it yeah. in a certain mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. did that ever happen yes I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hit that go for it moment yeah man it, but it was it was kind of short changed because we had it was our it was two thousand and it was 2001 <laughs> and we had put out or, or this new this our fourth album was coming out and then we had a fifth one already recorded and so we were going to buy a van and we were going to just tour forever. had there been touring before that like yeah. extensively or yeah 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 we um i mean you know i i think maybe you guys toured more than we ever did mm-hmm. right most likely but yeah we did like we would tour pretty yeah you know we didn't have normal jobs so we did we did what we could what were you doing at the at the time uh at that time 2001 i think i was i was uh I'd just been laid off. I don't know. I'm probably temping, <laughs> yeah. temping Wall Street, temping. Yeah, Wall Street. Okay. Yeah, because that was it was nine eleven, and and uh, I was like yeah. going into work. I happened to be stationed in in uh, the like the fifties, uh-huh. so I, I wasn't going down to Wall Street uh-huh. that day. But anyway, yeah. so I yeah. didn't. Ha- I didn't. Uh, I was temping at Arista Records at the time, oh. and I remember it was like a couple weeks after. I had to go deliver like a tape for like a boys to men record or something. Whoa. And she gave me my, my boss, one of the A&Rs gave me the address for uh, like Sterling sound or some sort oh, of yeah. like, uh, or like the hit factor or some bullshit, yeah. whatever record plant. But she was just thinking about nine eleven, So oh, she gave God. me the address of the world trade center. Oh, wow. And like, so she put me in a like cab. I went down there and then they stopped me and I was like, I got to keep delivering this thing. And I just kept people walking <laughs> Like, oh. and I walked into it, and then I was like, there's nothing here. And then I was like, it's, <laughs> and it was still when everything was still covered in dust, and I had to oh, find a payphone because yeah. oh. I didn't think I had a cell phone. Yeah. And like, oh. find a payphone that was covered in dust from it to call her and be like, what did you do? And she's like, oh my yeah. God, I'm so sorry. Oh. But you were carrying the master tapes of It's So Hard to Say Goodbye yep. yesterday, exactly. which needed to get to uh, like, yeah, yeah. To, I think yeah. my ears are off. But <laughs> exactly. As long as we're giving 9 11 stories, I also I worked for a personal finance show. That oh. taped at the American Stock Exchange, oh. and we would tape certain days of the week, early mornings, you know, before the market opened. They'd have interviews and stuff. And that day, I had to go down because I I did camera work, and so I was in the American Stock Exchange when the first plane hit. Whoa! Jeez. And I they kept everybody in the building, but I escaped out of the back, and I was like walking through the streets, papers, you know, oh, flying oh, out. Yeah, yeah. I had picked up a you know some uh, a piece of paper, put it in my bag. It was from Fuji. Corporation. Oh, God. And I wound up, I was heading downtown, figured I would get, I lived in Park Slope at the time, so I figured I would get on East Broadway F. Right. 
Oh. And uh, by the time I, I get got down there, I maybe I'd gotten word that right, right. you know that there's no subway, so I, I had oh. to walk over the uh, Manhattan Bridge. I believe it was the Jeez. Manhattan Bridge, yeah. um, and I saw the first tower collapse oh while I was on the bridge, and you can imagine the pandemonium. Oh my god! People screaming and oh, running, yeah, and then sure. it was such a huge cloud of debris that kind of crept towards me. Yeah. I didn't even see the second tower fall because I couldn't see anything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and then sure. I got off over the bridge and they, um, they closed the bridge right after that because you couldn't, you know, it was, it was yeah. so much debris. And then I walked home from there. Oh my God. Worst gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Not a lighter. Yeah. But, so yeah. you were saying that there was a point about 2001, you guys were going to buy a van and, and go for it. Yeah. And then the, the guy that was the lead singer, was like I'm gonna quit. Uh-huh. So he's quit, and we, I we kept going, but it was kind of like this uh, period of s- a year or six months where we just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And right. I thought like, oh fuck, music, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And we all just freaked each other out. And one of the guys went went to grad school, and we, we just didn't like do that crazy touring right. around the record that I think maybe, you know, was the is the most popular. Right. You know, right. each one teach one. Yeah. Which yeah. is not I mean, popular is very relative. <laughs> very relative. But you know, it's certainly something that people some people know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so then he, so so kind of from that point though and then especially maybe when you get into like 05, 06, when, when we would play with you guys, yeah. was there this idea that like, well, we're kind of just doing this on our own terms. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, we'll tour when we want to. Mm-hmm. You know, we all are have, I guess, other jobs and are involved yeah. in other things. And that was, was that kind of always the mindset for, for a long time? Yeah, yeah. It became kind of the the de facto party line you know uh, of that we have lives outside of the band and da, 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 da. Right. i mean that it were it, it was it was true it worked for it stopped working for me personally i mean uh-huh. i quit my job i i do music now full time but mm-hmm. but back then i i i it's was it felt right yeah, yeah. it felt right to to keep working yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, to have a, to have another yeah. thing and to be more independent about what we could do and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's I mean I because uh, I also managed to kind of have a day job for most of the time that I was playing in Oxford Collapse, mm-hmm. but like I lucked out into a situation where they were oh you play in a band that's cool yeah. oh you need a month and a half off cool wow like yeah. so I, I mean I I realized I was very lucky and that most people other guys in my band quit their jobs yeah like, mm-hmm. you know, I was uh, I remember a moment at one of my long term temp jobs it might have been Arista where I was like yeah I'm gonna be gone for like five or six weeks mm-hmm. and they were just like are you asking me or telling me? yeah <laughs> and I was like mm, I mean I'm going yeah. And I was just kind of a dick about it, but right. I was like, I, "If you would like to have me back, I will come back." I'm like, "All right, fine, I don't yeah. care." You're right, right, right. Do you think that that decision that this is the way we're going to do things affected uh, or informed how you wrote music mm-hmm. then too? Oh. Oh. It was like this idea that well, maybe we're not going to have some huge pop hit, mm. um, 
and let's just do what we want to do. I mean, we, I think we always just sure. did that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, even when we were writing more songs, I don't, I think, I don't know. We just, we, we never, I don't think we were sophisticated enough or we had even a vision that it would right. be like, yeah, this could be popular. I think the, you know? I think the weird and interesting part about like going for it and how I'm just thinking about it is like, I, that's also its own skill, like mm-hmm. knowing how to go for it, but actually do it. Sure. Like, especially when you're younger, like when yeah. your mind is like honestly not formed completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think about in retrospect, like Panthers going for it. Mm-hmm. No, like, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, one we did not certainly tour as much as we should have if we were really mm-hmm. going for it. Yeah. We did slightly more, but also mm-hmm. like our first record, and I because I do think there are like you know some elements like along the lines of a night where it's like there's just kind of like you can't just be like oh yeah Nida is this type of band yeah, yeah. and that's kind of always felt with Panthers where we're always this weird in between mm. but our like going for it record was like all right let's write seven or eight minute songs <laughs> like oh, that, oh, like yeah. let's start just fucking let's let's put out a double LP yeah. as our going for it record <laughs> right. and in yeah. retrospect I'm like oh that was a dumb idea right. like <laughs> it was what we wanted to write though because I don't think any of us had the skills to be like all right, this is what we're going to do to yeah. like really make people well, like our band. Sure. I mean, speaking of labels, was there was uh, was there ever kind of this uh idea that well maybe we can get on a bigger indie label or Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I bring that up because we were uh, like there's a joke in Oxford Collapse that mm-hmm. when we signed with Sub Pop, we right. were like Maybe they thought they signed Oneida. They just signed the wrong <laughs> band. And we were going to show up at their office and they would have this huge banner that said, Welcome Oneida. Oh and then like God. the rotting corpse of Kurt Cobain is like, You assholes, you signed the wrong band. And that... Uh, uh, that's <laughs> giving us a lot of credit. No. <laughs> you know, as, uh, I, I feel like, especially at the time, admiring what you guys did and 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 looking up to the way that you guys carried yourselves and i mean you were you were you were being disparaging about your live performance earlier but i mm. mean i can clearly remember seeing playing with you guys at the knitting factory mm. and my she was my girlfriend at the time my now wife mm-hmm. being entranced mm. by um Bobby. Bobby on the keyboard because yeah. he just he just looks at the crowd and he stares at you. Yeah. And he makes you feel I mean it's it's creepy, but it's also like incredibly effective, right. you yeah. know, because and it really enhances the performance even more. Right. Oh yeah. Um so what I'm saying is that, you know, it, it like I feel there could have been the possibility that, you know, maybe with a different uh, label backing or whatever, that it could have been, it, things could have been different. I mean, maybe we, I mean, no, maybe we could have been slightly bigger, right. like sold a few more albums, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I don't think we really have that. You didn't have makeup. Match, didn't you? We don't, we, <laughs> yeah. we don't, can't sing and we can't, you know. But it's interesting because yeah. actually before you showed up, Jeff and I were both talking because Jeff said it's like, those guys, it's like these could write these really crushing, like heavy mm-hmm. riffs, and I was thinking, uh, you know, to like uh, the opposite of that, like they could write these really great pop songs. Like they had this great pop sensibility, mm-hmm. you know, or they have, you right. know. Yeah, so like yeah. the fact that you, you like, but it's again you, that thing where it's just like this in between yeah. world yeah. that yeah. is like 
great for artistic expression, but mm-hmm. like for the idea of going for it yeah. sometimes like doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I, only speak and again, only speaking on, I can't speak for you, but like as with Panthers where it's like never making a choice yeah. to go one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, we never were going to like change stuff around right. like the musically. It was more like, okay, now we're going to tour more. That right. was all, but we yeah. never, we didn't quite get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fine. Whatever. Well, listen, why don't you give us a, uh, Pull out another worse gig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to uh, refer to the notes. Uh, or... uh, yeah, I could. Um, uh, I think I could remember. I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, I mean, I think uh, one that, let's see, I'm just torn. There's, I want to I do one that's rich. I mean, in terms of like, I mean, I think the worst gig concept kind of is very broad. I think you've broadened it out with yeah. the show a bit. Yeah. So I think one one interesting thing that maybe we could explore real quick is like how the quote gig, like the capital G gig, which is being in a band, like how that encompasses other areas of like doing business. For instance, you know... Um, entertaining you know uk journalists like it's your fucking house and stuff like that i don't know if you guys ever had to do that no okay. i mean i i think i would i think that might be fun actually okay. I, that i've never done no, if we I, did i found ways to get out of all of that stuff. okay so uh, that yeah. would leave that to our lead singer okay fine <laughs> he well, could do all the socializing shit right 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 well okay Back. Oh, I'll ahead. just say I was yeah. just gonna say uh, I, for me the equivalent of that is Vice parties. Oh. Like once we were signed to Vice, it felt that. like I ended up at more like Vice parties. Yeah, which was its own kind mm-hmm. of thing. It was just kind of yeah. like you know, like I don't want to use the term hipster, but like that certain yeah. style of just like a party that I don't know why we're there. Sure, and it has nothing to do with music. Yeah, and as a person who doesn't drink. Doesn't mm. like socializing pe- with people. Like <laughs> I had no ideal. particular yeah. reason. The only reason would be if, like, oh, Boris is playing. I'm gonna mm. watch Boris. Right. But that was definitely like where, like, one of those times where, like, I would have those moments. Where I was like, oh, this is, this is different than being in a punk band. Yes. Like a completely like a DIY but, like orchid like punk band where we're playing like you know all DIY spaces like I wouldn't mm. even think about that shit and and sure. I was at, at least for me I was like fuck this I don't give a fuck about but this that's shit. also part and parcel of the going for it thing yeah. you do have to do these things outside of just doing what you want to do and banging on the drum all day yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. At, to quote Todd Rundgren that was not meant as a speech <laughs> like, I realized as it came out of my mouth no, like, I, that could be I was psyched I was like cool <laughs> you think I drum right on. I do um, but so, so you know so tell us about some of these things that clearly are not your favorite <laughs> yeah. to well, do I, I mean you just kind of get in you get kind of wrapped up in this alternate world and one of the things that we when we were when we started out i mean we we somehow we scammed like a whole host of british journalists (laughs) i mean basically we created we talked about the loft scene the diy scene as if it really existed Uh right and so there was all these journalists that were like well you know there's a combination they're like they want a fucking free ticket to new york and the label that we had at the time was willing to pay for it and so they come to new york and really actually they would come and they would be like 
oh yeah 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 oneida whatever you know we're just here in new york we don't really it would be this thing where they they would clearly have zero respect for oneida right and, and 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 so that was that was one one thing so every time they would come we would have to win them over and right. make them realize that we were a good band and we were it was an interesting world even though they, they were, were coming over essentially to to cover, cover us you. but it was you like to then win them over as yeah well. and it was this really, really and i can remember those those like i can remember yeah. that slew of yeah. the loft the loft yeah. seed yeah. articles yeah. it was like a, a bunch yeah like. yeah so we generated those <laughs> thank you it sounds <laughs> not unlike what what mud honey did when yeah. they kind of with their whole uk press yes. coverage in the late yes. 80s yeah so i could tell you a story about one of the journalists that i entertained and and how it just went way way off the rails uh -huh. and it was like how let's hear how it, it was like the worst gig and that's on that level. And um, I don't know if I should name names. You don't have to name names. Yeah, I don't, don't think I should. So anyway, there's, it was a, it's a very well-known journalist mm -hmm. who had, at the time, he, had, he was kind of down and out. Okay. He had kind of, and it was almost like he, nobody wanted to put him up. In the, it's Legs McNeil. In the, let's, in yeah, the city. <laughs> let's just call Spaceman. No, the Legs McNeil. Uh, Bringing punk back. No, <laughs> no one in New York City right. was willing to put him up. <laughs> and the label gave me a call and was like, hey, we got this guy. He's coming to New York. Um, he's He writes for these magazines. It might be good. Like, it might be a good opportunity, you know, He's he's sober now, so um, it's fine. Like he's a lovely guy, <laughs> and so I was like, "All right, yeah, man, I'll I'll put him up because I was I've always been like the manager of right. Anita in, in, in a yeah. way, yeah. yeah. So um, maybe a little less so now, but then for sure. So. I said, yeah, I'll put him up. Sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So I make arrangements with him to come to my house and I'm like, you know, who is this guy? He had a really, he had a really crazy reputation as like a partier and a, you know, rabble rouser and whatever. <laughs> and so I lived in Clinton Hill at the time and he rolls up out outside of my house in a cab. He steps out of the cab, and I swear to God, this is not unusual with British journalists. He got out of the cab. He had fucking leather pants on. <laughs> and he was, he was like, kind of, you know, uh, overweight, bald, and leather pants. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, okay, I'm judging, right. pre judging this a guy. Lot but an asshole. So, so, so he comes. So, he, yeah. So he, he's, yeah, he's nice enough. So, I show him the the bedroom where he's gonna stay, and and then we're like, yeah, let's go get a drink. And I, I was like, I had f kind of forgotten right. that he was, he had some problems with. I don't know. I it just, yeah, let's go get a beer. So we went. And sat down and he starts telling me stories and he's, he's supposed to, I, he wasn't even going to write about Oneida. I don't even know why he was there, <laughs> but I'm here at a bar. I'm sitting at the bar with him drinking 
we have a, 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 a pint and he says, you know, I have, I've really, you know, I have, I have a drinking problem. And I, I'm like, okay, what, what did I get myself into? You know? And I, he's like, he's like, I'm fine. If I drink lager, I'm just, I'm perfectly fine. And he's like, but don't let me near spirits. Don't, don't. So, so I, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Thinking like, all right, let's go home right. soon. So we had another beer. And then he gets up and he comes back from the bar with like a full glass of whiskey. And I was just like, no, no. So I cut it off. I'm like, let's go home. All right. Enough. Spirits have shown their, <laughs> shown their corpses. Yeah. yeah. So we go back to my place. I, you know, everything's fine. Go to work the next day and he's scheduled to meet a friend of mine at a bar. And I'm going to go pick him up after work. Oh, yeah. And I fucking, I, I, sh I should call this fucker out. <laughs> he, my friend, I roll out and he's like, I roll up to this bar. It's the one off, it's in Manhattan. Uh, what is it? Uh, Great Lakes? Is that yeah, yeah. yeah, Great Lakes. Yeah. 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 So he's there. He's, the, the writer is sprawled out <laughs> on this, on the banquette. He's there six glasses of whiskey uh. there, and my friend's like, I got to drink with fucking so-and-so. <laughs> I fucking partied. Dude, I'll see you later, bro. <laughs> Clean and, up my mess. Yeah, and I'm here with this guy. He is. He can't speak. Uh. He can't speak. I, I pile him into a cab. And he's ranting about this and that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have drank anything. I haven't had anything to drink. Oh, God. We get up to my place. I basically carry him up the stairs, three three levels of steps. I put him in his in my bed, and I go into the kitchen, and I hear from the other end of the house, I swear to God, he's screaming. <laughs> he's like and he's screaming and puking oh. into into and it's all it's which i will out. say is exactly how i puke as well okay. according to my wife i just scream but i so i hear what he's saying it's horrible so yeah. it's just liquid <laughs> there's nothing in it just liquid and it was it was like i that was a low point. It's just like, why? I don't even know what I'm right. doing. I, who, who is this asshole? Right. You know, and, and, uh, and I think that was kind of, uh, a really low point. Of, in terms <laughs> How did of the like, article turn out? Stupid. <laughs> Cause he's, he's, you know, he's just one of these self-absorbed right. fucking assholes. So it was about him. Yeah. 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 There, nothing is, a, I, nothing is a, ever about music right. and British journalism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's terrible. Cause it's like the music got you into it, but yeah. there was no music yeah. involved. Right. It was just like, what yeah. the fuck happened here? You know, I mean, yeah. just to add to that, I mean, I, we, we never had any kind of coverage like that where mm. someone was, but for me, the novelty, because I was the ambassador as well, and yeah. I would be the one talking to the press. The novelty never wore off to me. Oh, someone mm. wants to talk to me about my, yeah. my you know, about mm. what I'm doing, and I don't, yeah. you know, because 
I'm not going to be an asshole and, hey, you know what I'm working on right now? Like, hey, if you're going to ask me about it, I right. will tell you. Um, I hate it now. I realize in retrospect, like, I because I was just, like, kind of, like, too self-conscious and in my head, I should have been the ambassador more. <laughs> yeah. Like, mostly because, honestly, because you found that he, he found, like, an interview because he was trying to find yeah. something for our podcast. And it was, like, an interview from, like, Sup Magazine in oh, 2003 yeah. with Panthers. Oh. And I can remember the interview where it was all of us, but it was basically like two guys. You can in read the, band. the passive aggressiveness. Yeah, oh. how you can it read leaps out at you how we were fighting about something oh. that day. In the, but at least I can't very much so. And it, it, and like there's only like one time I chime in, <laughs> and I'm like in retrospect, I'm like I should have just taken the reins a lot more. Uh huh. I I, I think I felt like it. Well, how long is this shit gonna last? Like I'm sure. Not, like, but that I mean that's clearly a different. A difference. That's I mean, babysitting. That's, but that babysitting. that is, like you were saying earlier, a great broader definition of of, of the gig. Yeah. yeah because yeah, it yeah. totally encompasses, you know, the show encompasses yeah. all of yeah. this. Guy, this guy was in my house. <laughs> yeah. Growing up everywhere. He lived I was, in your house for a yeah, week. Yeah, I was, no, for a week. For I, a week. Yeah, Jesus. I cleaned up his mess and I, you know, like, and, you know, it never did me any fucking good. Yeah. Right. Well, that, 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 that actually segues nicely into a question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. Nice. What do you think nice. of the word gig? gig. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. You mean like, what do I, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fine. You're comfortable with it. Yeah. 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 Should I not it? be? No, yeah. no, no. I, this is purely a, yeah. a subjective thing that we're 100%. curious. We get all kinds of answers. I use it. Yeah. And I like that you're totally, yeah, you don't give a shit about it's it. It's useful. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't focus on that, on that, the nuance where I, it's <laughs> right. a word that I have a problem with. There's, there should, there's plenty of stupid words related to music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Basso profundo, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, More what's like cat? What, <laughs> what is the um, like? What does the future hold? Because you know, I know you're doing Man Forever, and yeah. you're involved mm-hmm. in like Oneida is just the train is going to is, keep on rolling. Yes, certainly. That's beauteous. <laughs> that is, yeah. So, yeah. kid, listen, you've given us all of these amazing. I mean, you've really. I, I feel like you, you. Uh, we have a good time with all of our guests, but I feel like you, you came, you, you got it. Okay, yeah. You got okay, the concept good. of the show. You came and you came and prepared. Oh, good. Uh, you know, we, we, we definitely, you know, it's some simpatico between the three of us here. I like that. Okay, good. Um, a lot of stuff continues to go on. You mm-hmm. know, I know you're a fan. Shean Famous Foods, we can all agree, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is one of the nicer sure. things in the neighborhood it's for the, the listener. Yep. Um, I don't know if you're going to be heading there anytime soon. Uh, but, I'm sure I will be. <laughs> but from Jeff and I, yes, we just want you to get home safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Worst gig ever. ever.